What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Welcome to the baseball show. Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 with our new ESPN Chicago app. The The Baseball Baseball Show Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I really do miss the games. My God, like, um, you know, the... uh, you know, just the whole routine of getting to the park um, and you know, grabbing lunch with a uh, with a sponsor or or doing some pregame stuff on the field, and then wandering through the park, saying hi to people I know and saying hi to people that I don't know, and just handing out baseballs and doing my thing. I really miss that. It's going to be weird. Thoughts there from Tom Ricketts, owner of the Cubs, who welcome you into the baseball show, presented by Goose Island Beard Company, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. You can follow the show on Twitter. It's at ESPN MLB Show. Again, it's at ESPN MLB Show. And again, totally interactive between now and 7 o'clock for the baseball show. If you're a baseball fan, Cubs, Sox, Major League Baseball fan of any team, check in 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. So um, we got a number of things to talk about here within the framework of our program. So here is my first pitch. So John Lester is not an ace pitcher just right now. uh, And I don't believe the Cubs have one. And I think the White Sox might have an emerging go-to starter in Lucas Giolito. So I was reading Gordon Wittenmeyer from NBC Sports Chicago. And he says this. He says, it's... It's been there since 2015 as the stabilizing credibility building influence for a team that went from last place to 97 wins in his first season and a rise to that historic championship in his second. He's talking about John Lester. Lester has uh, earned two all-star selections, made 10 postseason starts and four opening day starts for the Cubs during his five seasons in Chicago. We can never confuse activity with accomplishment. When we see what John Lester has brought to the Cubs, it's great. But you know that this might be the last year that we see John Lester with the Cubs. So when Meyer explains in his piece, he says they got a chance to talk to John Lester uh, and talk to other people about John Lester. How about this? Uh, Wittenmeyer says, and just because he won't start this year's opener or that he's coming off a disappointing 2019 in which he had a 4.46 ERA, doesn't mean that he won't have a major influence on the team's chances to focus and to have success on the field this year. And perhaps just as important off the field as it navigates through COVID-19 risks. So the thought from... Um, David Ross, the manager for the Cubs, he says, John has done so much for this group and this organization as far as preparation off the field, how he goes about his business prior to his start day, the routine that he has when he comes in here. Uh, He is really a great teammate. He doesn't vary from that routine. That was the quote from David Ross talking about John Lester. And so when I say his name, what comes to mind? You think of John Lester, you think of the World Series championship for the Cubs in 2016. But 
the question is, is John Lester still an ace for this White Sox, for this Cubs team? Do the White Sox have an ace on their team for the 2020 season? Uh, those are really front burner questions for me. As we focus so much when we talk about the NFL as far as quarterbacks, we try to figure out the best offenses around the NFL. Well, with Major League Baseball, it is about offense, as you and I talk about on a nightly basis, but also it's about pitching. And so I was going to MLB.com, and they were going through a list of the aces in Major League Baseball as far as starting pitchers. They have four tiers of starting pitchers. They have aces, the sort of pitcher that you want to build a franchise around. They have applicants, which is tier two, a pitcher who has the potential to graduate into uh, that elite group but hasn't quite got there just as of yet. There's a tier three, which are the number twos and threes, and you know what those categories are, those kind of middle of the rotation guys. And then tier four are just guys. So when I saw this list, you know what I did, right? I just immediately scanned the list of tiers looking for Cubs and White Sox starting pitching. And so when I see tiers one through four, I'm looking and just for our our edification, we got to be able to identify what an ace is in Major League Baseball. If you're a baseball fan, you know how special Garrett Cole is for the Yankees. Uh, here's a guy here that last year was 20 and five with a 2.50 ERA. 212 in a third innings pitch, 2.64 FIP, 13.8 strikeouts per nine. Uh, He is that guy for Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole is getting paid a ton, and there's a reason why. is because he is steady um, and as solid as the starting pitchers you'll find. And he's just 29. So there's a lot still even more room to grow for Garrett Cole. So he's an ace. Um, Jacob DeGrom from the Mets, that's an ace. He's 32 years of age, 11-8, 2.43 ERA, 11.3 strikeouts per game. DeGrom for the Mets, an ace. Max Scherzer for the Nationals, the, the World Series champions last year, 11-7, under 3 ERA, 12.7 strikeouts per nine, 2.45 FIP. Um, Justin Verlander for the Astros. He's 37. We talk about like Tom Brady from the NFL uh, and how he's a goat. Well, Justin Verlander is getting close to 40 here, and you think about the future of Verlander. But even last year, he was 21 and six with a 2.58. ERA, 12.1 strikeouts per nine innings, uh, and was solid last year. Uh, Verlander is amazing because he's had the crown, he's went through injuries, and was able to get it back, according to one NL scout. So, again, just for um, us looking at baseball as far as aces, when you get talk about Cole and DeGrom and Scherzer and Verlander, I would agree with that list. Now, we go to uh, the second tier, the applicants, right? Clearly, the Cubs and Sox don't have aces. They have no one in the category of those guys I just mentioned. As we talk about this on the baseball show with Jonathan Hood, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So the applicants on this list, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox is in that second tier. So Giolito is in the upper echelon uh, as far as the applicant pool is concerned, according to this piece. Um, a couple of quotes from one AL executive. He made a major arm swing change going into last year and completely overhauled his arm action. He went from the dumpster to being one of the best guys. Um, 
he's going to have to do it again and get a taste of the postseason, another uh, executive said. So Giolito, in that conversation, you know where he was in 2018. And then last year, turning around 14-9, and nine, a sub-4 ERA, 11.6 strikeouts per nine. So in the applicants category, there's Giolito. So he's a tier two uh, uh, pitcher, and I would go along with that. Now, so I'm looking for the third tier, right? Third tier guys, twos and threes, and there was a few of them on the Cubs. You Darvish was amongst the two and three category. We know the numbers. Um, somewhat underwhelming, six and eight, a sub four ERA, eleven point five strikeouts per nine. Um, Darvish might be the most confounding pitcher in the sport uh, at the heights of his powers as he was during the second half of 2019. uh, Few in the game are more capable of brilliance. Um, And then it's hard to explain that 4.02 ERA since 2017, right? It's just, I never liked the Darvish signing. I never liked it. I, I always thought watching it with the Dodgers and how he imploded, I said at the time in that offseason, the Cubs should not sign you Darvish because you're not getting a stuff from you Darvish. Age 33 still has a few years left, but I just thought if the Cubs were going to sign Darvish, he would not be even close to the kind of guy I saw at Texas uh, or with the Dodgers. And at, toward the end of his Dodgers run, I never liked that signing. And so what you what you get is what you get from Darvish. There's some times where he does look good, but again, can you explain that for ERA since 2017? It, sometimes he can be really good working on new pitches, and other times he's just not even close to the kind of pitcher that you'd want him to be if you're a Cub fan. Kyle Hendricks is on that list for twos and threes. I think that at age 30, Hendricks can be a lifetime two or three guy, and that's fine. He's just solid for the rotation. Even if his 2016, uh, 2016 campaign, when he finished third in the Cy Young Award voting, is an outlier, he's still been a steady presence for the Cubs. 11-10, and 10, sub-4 ERA, 7.6 strikeouts per nine, just solid, keeps you in there. So then I go to guys, just guys, tier four pitchers. Jose Quintana is on this list for the Cubs. 13-9, uh, f- almost 5 ERA, 8-point strikeouts, 8.0 strikeouts per 9. Here's what it says. The Cubs acquired Quintana to stabilize their rotation at an affordable price. The price has been fine, but Quintana has yet to post a sub-4 ERA with the Cubs. Uh, his fastball has fallen a tick around 92 miles an hour, 91 back in 2019. And it's one AL exec says... His uh, velocity has dropped a little bit, um, but he is a tier four pitcher, according to how executives look at Quintana. Also on that list, for those that uh, look at just guys, John Lester is a tier four pitcher, according to this article I'm reading here. Lester, as we know, again, age 36, of uh, 4.46 ERA last year, 13 and 10. Here's what stood out to me about what they said about Lester. One American League executive commended Lester for his ability to adapt as his fastball velocity has decreased, emphasizing cutters and change-ups now uh, that his heaters no longer have sizzle. Lester enters the second half of his 30s and has uh, become more prone to home runs as he's posted an ERA above 4.30 in two of his past three seasons. That is a guy that's on a decline in John Lester. He's going to give you his all, but 
again, you think about what he brought to the table when he's with Boston, comes to the Cubs, definitely the front-line starter, and now just considered, out of all these Major League Baseball pitchers, just a guy. Just a guy. So I'll ask you, as we ask on the uh, poll question uh, at ESPN MLB Show, we asked the question to you regarding uh, starting pitcher, uh, starting pitching in Major League Baseball uh, with the Cubs and the White Sox. Who has the better starting pitching staff? Is it the Cubs or the White Sox? That's the question we're asking. Who is the best starting pitcher in Chicago right now? Is it Lito or is it still Lester? So think about the starting pitcher pitching for both sides of town, the Cubs and the White Sox. I'm going to give the nod to Giolito, even though we need to see more from Giolito uh, for 2020 and, be, and beyond. If he's the number one guy for the White Sox, great, but he still has to show it again. Lester has been proven as a guy that has been pretty solid, but definitely the numbers in the games that we saw the last few years have not been stellar. And you're going to expect that from someone who's in his mid-30s uh, in the autumn of his career. So 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. The best starting pitcher in Chicago baseball in 2020 is who? When you think about all the starters, and I just went through the list of guys and applicants and aces and applicants, and I don't think Chicago has an ace on either the Cubs or Sox side of things, but who is the best pitcher as far as the starters, Cubs or White Sox for 2020? Who, who who has it? Let's talk about it. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Don't forget, you can also weigh in on the poll question uh, at ESPN MLB Show. It's the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000. From Wrigley on the north to guaranteed rate on the south. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Cubs, Sox, Major League Baseball. Baseball's coming back. This is the Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Been checking out some of these uh, scrimmage games across Major League Baseball, these uh, intra-squad games. You know, it's 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 not necessarily baseball, but at least it's something, right? You, they're they're not uh, full games uh, against opponents, but at least it's something. And uh, I'm appreciating. I watched the White Sox early this morning, watching them at guaranteed rates, and watching the Phillies, the Dodgers, and uh, the Cubs are going to be having their intra squad game on the Marquee Network. So it'll be interesting uh, just to see. Um, House, what happens in some of these games where they're not necessarily going by the book? There's some scenarios that are happening in some of these intra squad games where, you know, there's a runner at second base and they said, oh, you know, just move to third base because we want to work on uh, being able to knock a runner in. There's a lot, a lot of interesting uh, maneuvers out there. Uh, but I watched the White Sox earlier this morning, watched uh, Robert, Luis Robert, while well, he is going to be um, at least projected to be fun just watching him in practice. And again, it's kind of like being excited about watching Bears practice when you're in Bourbon A, when you're watching that and you're just kind of like, okay, there's some plays there, there's some promise there. They're just practice games, but at least it's it's something, right? When you watch these uh, these games, it's at least it's something, some semblance of baseball, even though it's just a intra-squad practice. Jonathan Hood with you on the baseball show right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, the Cubs or White Sox don't have an ace as far as a starter is concerned. 
because um, we think about Garrett Cole, we think about DeGrom. There's a lot of really great starting pitchers um, on some squads in Major League Baseball. But I think that Giolito is the closest thing to it, but he has to show it again. So how do you look at it? Who, like, is there an ace on the Cubs or the White Sox? Uh, who is that guy? Who's closest to that? Let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Lincoln Park, here's Dave on the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Thanks, uh, sorry. Hey, Jay Hood. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just um, a recent transplant from down the dial, and I love your show. Uh, it's, it's been awesome, and, and, and so thank you. Thank you. Um, Every night right at 6, now, we're giving you baseball, so uh, thanks so much for checking good in. Stuff. It's good stuff. I, I'd have to say I think the Cubs pitching staff is definitely much more established and uh, you know, kind of more and more grizzled veterans. But as a Sox fan, I'm super excited to watch this staff just kind of five nights out, you know, the, the whole rotation in. Um, and um, I, 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 I'm worried about Giolito, but I just think from an excitement standpoint, um, as watching coming back to watch baseball in this shortened season, I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch the variability um, in the Sox uh, pitching staff, but I'm a little bit biased. But can I ask you a real quick question, Jayla, just kind of stemming from yours and Sylvie's transition? Do you, I, I've always thought of a, a similarity um, between the Sox getting rid of uh, a Rowan after the championship and the mm-hmm. Cubs with Arietta and kind of the chemistry changes. Wondering if you also had a perspective like that. Or what your thoughts were. That is interesting, and I appreciate your telephone call. I liked Aaron Rowan a lot uh, when he's with the White Sox, and I know that he was a try-hard guy, and um, maybe even Aaron probably would say over overachiever. He was a football player in a, in a baseball uniform, and uh, he was a stabilizer in that locker room in 05. Arietta, you think about Arietta, and I liked Arietta because before he came to uh, the Cubs, I just thought him is pretty much a journeyman. And then something kicked in with Arietta where he had just quality years. Uh, it's funny that, that Sylvie mentions that Arietta is in his top five of all time. Sil- Sylvie and I are the same age. Uh, and so, you know, we've watched a ton of baseball over the years going back to the late seventies. And so for, for him to put Arietta amongst the, some of the best uh, that the Cubs have had, that is uh, interesting to me because it wasn't like a large body of work. Arietta was at, at his peak with the Cubs and then just kind of went the wrong direction. I, I thought um, uh, he gets a new contract by leaving the Cubs, but he was never the same guy. So, there's something to that when it comes to chemistry. There's no doubt. Unless you're able to get better and improve your roster, uh, you know, you can always look at those players that leave a championship team and say, okay, well, we were together. Let's tr- go for this again. Unless you can improve on that, you can see how you can go backwards as a team. So it's, it's interesting, Dave, you bring that up as far as chemistry. It's a good, and that, that really matters in baseball. Uh, probably more so than any other sport because you're with these players, you're with your teammates for a long time, 200 plus days in a year. Yeah. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Daily's line open here on the baseball show. Matt is in Lake Village on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hey, Matt. Hey, Hoodie. Thanks for taking my call, man. Love the show. Thank you. So I just wanted to say, at this point in time, I still think John Lester is the best pitcher in Chicago. Basically, for the exact reason you said, only flip it, is Giolito had an amazing year last year, and I will probably change my opinion on the best pitcher in Chicago at the end of this season if we have it. But, you know, Lester's been so consistently decent for so long, and just, you know, he's proven that he can be relied upon when thrown in those tough situations where, 
I still got to see more from Giolito. So that's fair to say. That, that's fair. I just, but you can see the decline from Lester, though. Oh, ab- absolutely. But I mean, you know, I've got to see the consistency from Giolito more than just one year. I'm not saying there's not a decline in Lester, absolutely, but just to see it, you know, if it was a flash in the pan, then hopefully not. But just got to see it again. See that? See, I see what you're saying. Lester still wears the crown until someone gets him out of the seat. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, it makes sense uh, because it, it's one thing for me to be excited about Giolito, but that was just a, a turnaround from two years ago. Now, if right. you're still that guy again, and and whether he's one or two with this White Sox rotation with with Keuchel, um, doesn't matter as long as he's as consistent or better then maybe he takes the crown. Now, Lester, by the way, this might be his last year. He was He's quoted Matt as saying, like, man, I never thought, like, my, well, probably going to be my last year with the Cubs would look like this, like 60 games, just like maybe 11 starts. It's going to be weird for him, I'm sure. Matt, I appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Roy is in Libertyville on the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Hi, Roy. Jay Hood, love your show. Thank you. Uh... I think it has to be Hugh Darvish. The way that he ended last year, I'm doing this on memory, but I heard this morning uh, that his he had like 110 strikeouts against like nine walks with terrible run support. I think if he continue with that momentum, I think he's hands down the best starting pitcher between the Cubs and the White Sox. Those are great numbers. It is. But you know what I want, Roy? I, if he's going to be um, a solid pitcher, again, we're talking about only 11 or 12 starts in the 60 games, maybe, right? Just be consistent. That's all. Just just be consistent out there. Right? There's times where, where he's out there and he's, he can look like an ace pitcher. But sometimes... Not the case. Here's what I like about Darvish, and Jesse razzed me about this, but I think it's a positive. Darvish continues to try to reinvent. He's out there trying to find another pitch now. I don't know what it's going to be, some Daisuke Matsuzaka stuff that he learned from the, that he might have got from the Red Sox. I don't know what it is, but here's Darvish trying to get better. And so I, I like that because if he's trying to develop another pitch, as long as he can get it out, I'm fine with it. Well, don't you agree um, that last year it seemed like he got his confidence back, and before that he was absolutely shattered, the pressure got to him, he couldn't even find the plate. Right, that's true. That's true. I saw the same games you saw. I just I just want him to not just, and I appreciate your phone call, Roy, I just don't want him to just do this just for um, a handful of games or be be really good and then just go completely backwards as a starting pitcher. As I mentioned, I was never a fan of the Darvish signing, but there are times where he gives you uh, gives you a flourish of some good starts. Um, I, I just I, I look at Darvish as being someone that's inconsistent but can be brilliant at times uh, out there where you just can't knock it. But that inconsistency is just kind of really a microcosm of Cubs baseball the last couple of seasons under Madden, how you have a, a pitching staff or you have an offense 
uh, one through seven, one through eight, where you say, yeah, this team should be able to win 95 games and make some noise in the playoffs. Darvish is part of that, that inconsistency. That, that was not a third-place ball club that we saw with the Cubs last year. There shouldn't have been, but it was because of the inconsistency of the ball club. And, and, uh, and it just kind of shows you, like you're looking, at, looking for Lester to maybe stop the bleeding sometimes when the offense is not doing well. And you need to be able to win a ball game 3-2 to two to 4-3. to three, And Lester, you know, has a bad first inning. He's red-faced, and he's never the same. Darvish the same way. Hendricks sometimes, as what we saw last year. You know, what we saw from the Cubs last year is a team that should have been better than third place. And it just was not because a lot of times the Cubs beat themselves, especially defensively. Uh, so, you know, Darvish, to me, is one of the faces of the inconsistency from the Cubs last year. You're right. Roy's right. There are some times where you saw some good things from Darvish. But now that you only have, what, uh, maybe 10 starts, you know, go out there and do the job. You know, like, don't depend on the bullpen. Get your six innings in. Keep the ball down. Uh, surrender three runs or less. Scatter a few hits. And just see what happens. Uh, the pitchers should have an advantage, you would think. You would think here in these 60 games. If we're going to get 60 games in, I say the pitchers should have some kind of advantage here where the batters are free swinging, trying to uh, pull everything. We'll see what happens. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. The best starting pitcher in Chicago, as far as the starters, is who? We had uh, three different uh, choices. We want you to make your choice. The best starting pitcher for Major League Baseball in 2020 for the Cubs, for the Cubs and the White Sox is who? Uh, we'll get in your thoughts on that, not only on the phone lines, but also on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up. Also, we'll crack open the Major League Baseball notebook. Some interesting news and notes around Major League Baseball coming up right here on TBS. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Cubs, socks, and so much more. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow the show on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. Again, it's ESPN MLB Show. The baseball show airs right after Wildland Sylvie weeknights at 6 right here on ESPN 1000. If you don't catch the show live, catch the podcast. It's right there on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click the baseball show and you're right there. You'll be able to not only hear our shows here. This is episode uh, number 6 for the baseball show. You can also get extra content as well. Long form interviews that you might have missed. It's right there on the baseball show. So if you're a baseball fan, Cubs, Sox, the rest of Major League Baseball, this show is for you. The baseball show, every night at 6 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Now time to crack open the old Major League Baseball notebook. Jay Hood's MLB Notebook. A lot of news we got to get to um, and some interesting opinions. Um, how about Chris Kampka? Chris Kampka is from NBC Sports Chicago. And Chris Kampka joined me earlier to talk about a number of issues regarding both the Cubs and the White Sox. I asked him because he looks at the, uh, these two teams from a number standpoint for NBC Sports Chicago. He asked him to give us some players that he's keeping his eye on. Well, I think the easy answer for the White Sox side is Deuce Robert. I mean, he falls down while hitting a home run. He, come on. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> you know, you saw the whole the whole show last year in the minors. It, 
every tool on display, home run, speed, um, defense, everything is all there. And so you want to see what you can do here in the majors. And, you know, in his case of spring training, he is not disappointed. So let's see what we got. But I'll give you another answer because Robert's such an easy, obvious one. Nick Madrigal, when he finally gets here, I want to see what this guy can do. He has a skill set unlike barely anybody else that you see in the majors these days. What is he able to do in the minors in 2019? 36 extra base hits, 35 stolen bases, 16 strikeouts. Now I want to see how that can translate to major league pitching it, because I just don't you don't see that every day. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. Now on the Cubs side of town, with University DH, for me I'm really interested to see how Kyle Schwarber can respond. I mean he's all, already on the verge of an obscure major league record, the most home runs by a National League DH all time. Currently is ten. Barry Bonds and Mike Piazza. But Kyle Schwarber is one behind him with nine, tied with Matt Holliday and Jim Tomey. So he's on the verge of making history and blowing it out of the water. So, but, but you know, in all, in all reality, Schwarber is an exciting player with a lot of power, and I want to see what he could do if he just come off, the, come off that bench and hit, like, like, you know, like he's supposed to, like we all know he can the good stuff, as always, from Chris Kampka from NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, players to watch for the Cubs and the White Sox for 2020 right here on the Baseball Show, brought to you by Goose Island Beer Company right here on ESPN 1000 with me, Jonathan Hood. A couple of news and notes for you. About 10 Major League Baseball umpires have opted out this season, choosing not to work games in the shortened schedule because of concerns of coronavirus. We already know about players like... David Price of the Dodgers and Buster Posey of the Giants and Ryan Zimmerman, infielder for the Nationals. It's about a dozen or so players who will not participate because of the virus. Don't forget the 60-game season begins on July 23rd. But um, just to make sure that we are clear about the umpires, there are 76 full-time umpires, and more than 20 of them are age 55 or older. Joe West and Jerry Davis are the oldest umps at 67. And so a deal between Major League Baseball and the umpires reached during the virus shutdown ensured that if one regular season game was played this season, the umps were guaranteed 37% of their salaries. So uh, just uh, some thoughts there. Ten Major League Baseball umpires opting out because of the coronavirus. And Joe West is not one of them, by the way. He will. He does not, first of all, does not believe in the coronavirus, and he uh, says he's going to be out there. So uh, we'll wait and see Joe out there making bad calls at some baseball park near you. See, um, Duffy is named opening day starter for the Royals. Um, Buxton, Byron Buxton is out day to day with a mild foot sprain is among some of the news. And also, um, Yasiel Puig, you know, we've been wondering where Yasiel Puig was going to land. This is kind of like the Cam Newton of baseball. As far as wondering, how are free agents just lingering out there as we get closer to the season? But now uh, Puig has a home with the Atlanta Braves. And let's go to Major League Baseball Network. Some thoughts uh, from Al Leiter and company regarding Puig now being an Atlanta Brave. 
But I like the move. Look, you have a chance now again, a, a DH spot. Uh, you, you have Adam Duvall kind of in the mix of in the outfield. Certainly, Azuna will probably be in the mix with a, with a DH opportunity. Same thing with Riley. So I think it just adds a really great dimension. I don't know if this was a knee-jerk reaction as a result. We, yesterday was that yesterday the Pache? Yes. Last when he slid in the second base, the young, really talented uh, prospect. Mm -hmm, right. you know, I don't know if that was part of uh, the consideration for the Braves. Yeah, they were already talking to him, but it seems like that's sped things up and, and caused them to, to make a move here. So that was on the courtesy of the Major League Baseball Network as uh, Yasiel Puig is now with the Atlanta Braves. Um, so a piece from the Major League Baseball uh, website, MLB.com. Uh, here are the 10 best rotations of baseball. Anthony Castrovents uh, wrote this. The 10 best rotations in Major League Baseball. We talked about, and uh, really our big overarching question we have is about pitching. And it is so important for pitching to be able to come through for both sides of town if they want to make the postseason. It's one thing for us to look at all these lineups, which we reviewed here on the show already. You know, what is Tim Anderson going to bring? What is Moncada going to bring? Can they have repeat seasons from last year? Can the Cubs be able to be more consistent offensively? They've gone through like the uh, like a two-year slump seemingly offensively, even though some numbers are up with home runs and RBIs, just the overall play for the Cubs offensively, I thought it has been flat under Madden. And so does that change of the Ross? These are big storylines, I believe, for both the Cubs and the White Sox. So the rotations do matter. And we've talked about who's the best starting pitcher in Chicago baseball, and we've got three different answers. That's, that says a lot about the pitching uh, that we have here in Chicago. Uh, but I'll go through the list, and the number one team as far as rotation, the Washington Nationals. They're the champs. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Sanchez, Voth. The 102 and a third innings Washington got from its great rotation last October were the most by a World Series champion in a single postseason since the Diamondbacks in 2001. That is a, a lot of production from the starters uh, in a postseason, that's a lot. Since 2001, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, all ranked in the top 15 among qualified pitchers in ERA Plus last season. Number two on this list, and here's a question. Will the Rays make the playoffs this year? Tampa, right? Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, uh, Tyler Glass now. I have a note about him. Uh, Yarborough. So, Glass now is listed as the number three for now, but it has clear ace potential. Forearm tightness limited him in 2019, but he had a ridiculous 1.78 ERA, 250 ERA plus, and a .89 whip in 60 and two-thirds innings pitched. So, once again, young Rays team led by Morton, but Glass now right there after Snell in the rotation. That's restaurant quality pitching right there. Tom Waddle's Reds, uh, the little red machine. Not the big one, the little red machine. It's, boy, I tell you what, in Vegas, the... The money is going toward the Reds to be able to make the playoffs or win the NL Central. There's a lot of hype over the Reds. Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Wade Miley, Discalfani. Um, Gray, maintaining what he did in 2019, 2.87 ERA, 1.08 whip. And Bauer shaking off a shaky start in his Cincinnati tenure, returning to his 2018 form, 2.21 ERA for him. Uh, number four on this list as far as top rotations, according to MLB.com, the Indians are right there. And I will say again, and we'll get a chance to review everyone in, NL, in the NL and AL Central next week as we get close to the season. I, I think this is uh, 
I think this is a make or break for the Indians. This is with Lindor. This is with a good team. I, I don't foresee the Indians seriously contending if they can't get it done this year. Um, but anyway, we talk about the rotations, right? Uh, with Bieber and Clevenger and Carrasco, uh, Zach Plezak. That, hey, that, that Plezak name, that sounds familiar. Um, so Clevenger, 152 ERA plus over the past three seasons, is the fifth best among those with at least 400 innings pitched. Um, so, uh, and of course, Plezak, 124 ERA plus and 115 and two-thirds innings pitch. Um, I, I know a proud uncle uh, that works for the MLB Network, and Dan Plezak's got to be happy with Zach. Um, number five on this list is the Dodgers, Kershaw, Bueller, Urias, uh, Alex Wood. Uh, Bueller is a stud, 135 ERA plus in uh, 319 innings pitched over the last couple of seasons. Cy Young conversation for Bueller in the near future. Kershaw's great, as you know, but Bueller right there. Yankees are six. We mentioned Cole earlier. We're talking about studs, right? Cole's right there at the top with Tanaka, Paxton, Jay Happ. Montgomery is the fifth starter. Um, Happ is capable of league average output at the, at least. Uh, but he is pretty solid, according to Major League Baseball, as far as his future. Um, Hap, the number four starter for this Yankees team. So I'm looking for the Cubs and the White Sox, right? So I see the Rangers with Lance Lynn, and I see um, the Mets with DeGrom and Stroman at the top, and I see at number nine the Astros with Verlander, who we talked about earlier, and Zach Greinke is second, McCullers third. And I go to number 10, I see the Cardinals with Flaherty and Hudson and, uh, and Wainwright, um, just a quick note about Hudson, 3.35 ERA, 128 uh, ERA plus in 33 appearances. Uh, could be putting it together. And there are no Cubs or White Sox in this top 10. So just think about that. As much as you may like the, the especially Sox fans, you might like the rotation on paper. They've got to prove it because even on this list on MLB.com, the top 10 rotations, the Cubs and Sox are not even in uh, in the conversation. The Sox are not because they got to prove it, but the Cubs, it shows where the Cubs have been the last couple of years where you can look on paper like, yeah, I'll take Quintana. Yeah, I'll take Lester. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah I, I, I can take a Kyle Hendricks. I could do something with that rotation, with those guys at the top of my rotation, and they're not even in the top 10. Both teams have something to prove with their pitching rotations. That's the point of this article uh, from MLB.com. They're not even in the top 10. And there's some question marks about some of them, the ones I have just went through, including the uh, Texas Rangers and you know, and maybe the Cardinals, question marks there. But yet, the Cubs and Sox are not on that list. And that, my friends is our Major League Baseball Notebook right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up, we give you five topics in five minutes. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. Again, it's ESPN MLB Show to stay connected to our program weeknight to six. We will have five questions in five minutes, five, four, five, next on TBS. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Weeknight to six. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Catch up on your time. Click the Baseball Show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Just like NFL quarterbacks, you got to focus on pitching and how the pitching can be solid for either side of town, the White Sox and the Cubs. 
and the Sox do have a very formidable rotation on paper, but we have not seen it yet. And we're only going to get a sample size of it because of the 60 games. And for the for the Cubs, well, it's a veteran staff. A lot of those guys have been there and done that before. So now how does that elevate the, the Cubs for the 2020 season? You can jump on our Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. Have your voice heard on the phone lines as well. Always, 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 our phone number. We have Five minutes left in the baseball show. So now it's time for 545. We got five topics in five minutes. We turn to Sean Davis with those five. All right, Hood. Let's start with this theme. Return to greatness tonight. The slugger for the Oakland A's, Chris Davis, literally batted 247 for three consecutive seasons before dipping to a 220 average last season. He had 30 home runs and 100 RBIs in those three seasons as well. Which player or players will return to form in 2020? That's that's a tough one. I I will say, um, well, let's go with Goldschmidt from the Cardinals because he was up and down last year. Um, 113 OPS plus. His slash line was 260, 346, and 476. He was really hot in July, and, and you thought, well, maybe the Cardinals are getting Arizona's Goldschmidt. He had a, like over one OPS in July, and it sunk to somewhere in the sevens in August. So that's one guy. If you're a Cub fan, you're hoping that Kimbrel can be that guy. It's just amazing how life hits you quick. Kimbrel had a 2.08 ERA, 346 saves in his career. Comes to the Cubs, and just not even the same guy. 41% strikeout rate. Uh, that's an issue. Gene Segura of the Phillies, his final 102 games, he had seven home runs. Um, he has to be a catalyst and help this Phillies team out if they want to contend under uh, Joe Girardi. So those are three off the top of my head as far as players that could have a turnaround season. Because, again, it's 60 games, not 162. All right, let's go to question number two. Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada, and Lucas Giolito all had great career seasons last year in 2019. White Sox fans are clamoring for them to repeat or surpass their performance this year. One to three, one being the highest of importance. Rank them in their importance to the White Sox in repeating or surpassing their performance in 2019 this year. Well, I think it starts with pitching because when we're looking at uh, 2020, and again, we got to make sure we look at the sample size here. It's just 60 games. And I really believe that pitching should be able to have uh, somewhat of the advantage over some of the offense that we're going to see this year. They might be completely opposite uh, when we uh, when the bell strikes for the season to open. But I think that pitching should be able to have somewhat of an advantage. So Giolito would be at the top of my list. And you know, when we go back and forth and trying to determine who is going to be uh, the number one guy as far as starting pitchers uh, in Chicago, Giolito should have the crown, but he's got to be able to repeat it. So Giolito's first. Tim Anderson is second as the American League uh, batting champion because everyone wants to know, is it real or is it Memorex? Will he be able to do it a second time? And so not only his defense, but offensively speaking, he seems loose and interested. I think Anderson's second and Moncada is third in that list as far as importance. Moncada was able to add some gravy to that White Sox team that I did not expect. So that's my three. MLB releases top 10 fastest teams. Only five of the top ten fastest teams were playoff teams in 2019. The Cubs ranked number four on that list, but struggled to run the bases last season. Is speed as important in today's game as it was 
in the last 20 years or right. previous 20 years. You certainly write about how they didn't run the bases well. <laughs> they were That's, bad. That was, that they was were really bad. bad. Yeah, yeah I just I, you know, but it just shows how loose that Cubs team was. Like too loose to to, to focus in on fundamentals. Uh, Stolen bases are, are very close to my heart, and here's why. The first World Series I remember watching as a kid and watching all the way through and trying to understand the game was the 82 World Series with the Cardinals and the and the uh, Brewers. And so the Cardinals with Waddy Herzog's team, they ran the bases so well. One through nine, including the pitcher, everyone had the green light to run. And so I always think that speed means something in the game. In 2018, Major League Baseball, they only stole, it was uh, 2,400 bases that were stolen. That was fewest in a full season since 1973. Don't worry about the injuries. You got to worry about trying to put the pressure on the defense. I miss that in baseball. I miss it too, Hoodie. 16 years ago, the great one, the greatest, Muhammad Ali, made an appearance at the All-Star Game. If you were a pitcher on the mound, which current major leaguer would you least want to charge the mound? Well, I think I'd have to be in pitcher shape. That's number one. So I would definitely wouldn't be looking like I am now. Um, I, I guess if I was in pitcher shape, I would not want to deal with Giancarlo uh, Stanton because he's 6'6", 250. That's a problem. Uh, Odor punched out Bautista. If you remember that Orioles yeah, I remember situation, that. punched him right in the face. I probably, I think he has an anger problem. So that's an issue. Um, Aaron Judge, I probably wouldn't want to deal with all that height and that weight coming at me. Yeah, because that guy is six six. Um, George Brett, old school, because he has an anger issue. I mean, <laughs> a little bit of pine tar and he just goes complete, completely ballistic. He need to, he needed a straitjacket. He was crazy. Um, so I wouldn't want that anger coming at me at the mound. Uh, and maybe old school, I'll go uh, Dave Winfield. Wow, um, yeah. He was a football player in a baseball's uniform. That guy was every bit of 6'7 and like 260. So I wouldn't want that coming at me. And in the spirit of GOATs, give me the greatest of all time, of course. Give me your all-time GOAT rotation for the Cubs and the White Sox. All-time GOAT rotations for the Cubs and White Sox. I will just go with my era because I could, I mean, this is not dissing like, uh, Ted Lyons and Billy Pierce and guys like that, you know, Mordecai Brown from the past. For the White Sox, it is Mark Burley, it is Jack McDowell, it is Chris Sale, it is uh, Lamar Hoy 3 and Tom Seaver. I cheated a little bit because Seaver was a White Sox, got his 300th win with the White Sox. So that's my five in my lifetime. For the Cubs, it would be Greg Maddox at the top. And, and I think that Sylvie swayed me because I had Rick Russell wrote down and Russell was a as your ace? Cub. No, no, no. Okay. As one of the pitchers of the five. Okay. Um, but Lester's in there. I crossed out Russell, put Lester there. Ferguson Jenkins is on that list. I saw him toward the end of his career. Sutcliffe definitely for that 84 season. That was a great year for the Cubs. And I, and I, I guess I'm going to go with Arietta. I scratched out uh, Mike, uh, Steve Trout, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Arietta just for that cup of coffee with the Cubs. And uh, that, my friends, is 5 for 5 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So don't forget, every night at 6 after Waddle and Sylvie, we give you the baseball show uh, at 6 o'clock right here. On Chicago's Home for Sports, we have Under the Hood coming your way in two minutes. Thanks for listening to the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company. You've been listening to the baseball show with Jonathan Hood. 
If you miss something, you can always get the podcast on your time. Click the Baseball Show tile on the new ESPN Chicago app. Join us weeknights at 6 for the Baseball Show, presented by the Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000.